Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast with your boy, Torres Finney, and my co-host, Tyler Layfield. What's up, Tyler? Nothing much, bro. What's up with you? Uh, nothing much, man. Just training uh, in the in the middle of training camp, you know, just getting, working hard, getting excited for this upcoming fight on October 30th. Make sure y'all sign in and get your tickets, do your thing. It's going to be a big fight. And it's already been cast out, you know, some people already know. But, uh, yes, this will be my uh, last amateur fight. So I will love this fight to be a big one, a big fight for me, especially fight here. I know it's not my home home, but it's home here yeah. in Chattanooga. And I'm excited, man. Yeah, I saw where you 185. I hear you. Yeah, I saw where you posted that, that it was going to be your last amateur fight. And I kind of figured that. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Like you said, go out on a high note and, you know, move on from there, right? Move on. Yeah, I have to at this point. A lot of guys been pulling out on me. Um, I've had nearly over like 10 pullouts already. So yeah. I can't at this point, you know, like like uh uh somebody said it, it takes two to ten in this sport. You know, you need a you need an opponent, whether it's good or bad, you need an opponent. And uh for me to grow, I need to fight somebody. So yeah. Yep, but we're talking about two to tango. Let's get on the two tango teams. Uh, two teams that have been tangoing with each other for the, since 1990, 1980. Florida and Alabama, man. I'm Ooh. telling you, man. Every single one of those games between those two teams are always, you know, either it, it just it just always in the midst. Like it's just two SEC powerhouses always going at it. Regardless of most of the time the ranking, you rarely see a blood. Every time the Florida look absolutely horrible. From what we thought we saw this year, For we real. thought Florida was absolutely horrible, but they found a way to stick in that game, man, and they played really good against Alabama. Yeah, and can you credit that more to the Florida playing up the par, or could you credit that more to Alabama playing down to that level? I'm, are you asking me? Because I'll tell you my answer. Ooh, I would, all right, what's your answer? Um, what do you think? I think I think Florida, uh, as much as it pains me to say it, Florida played up, man. They they really stepped up their game. Um, I know they went down big in the first quarter. I mean, when when they went down what twenty one three or or whatever it was, they got down pretty big, and then um, and then you know they actually stormed back in. They were winning the game in the trenches. Uh, Florida was able to to move their defensive linemen, and they were actually able to win that on the side of the ball too, on the defensive side. So um, I got to give it to Emory Jones too. I, as bad as he was kind of looking early on, he he was able to pull it together. Um, I was shocked. Not going to lie to you, I was shocked. I was one of those people that betted on. Um, I put a bet on Alabama to cover that spread, that fourteen point spread, and man, I I was shocked to say the least. So I think Florida played really well. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say Alabama played bad. To a certain degree, but I think I think Florida just really stepped up their game in this one. What do you think, though? I, I agree with you, man. I think Florida stepped up their game. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Emory Jones did not look that good of a passer to me. Uh, Emory Jones looked like he struggled. Still, his passing is not that good. But I can't 
can still depend on, you know, he uses, utilizes his legs. The rushing game for Florida was on point. They were a uh, Florida rush for over, what, 250 yards in that game. Yeah. I think the most as a team to rush on common a good minute. Uh, so that for, I mean, I think we got a little small on what can beat best. Uh, Florida had opportunity, man. I did not like that two point conversion. Mm-hmm. That was the absolute, the, I don't know, man, for them to sit there and go forward. Uh, we, all the way bad. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, Alabama. It was more of Alabama play than Florida. Than Florida actually competed with them. But I don't. I don't think Florida is like is all that good in my opinion. I really still don't. I still don't think they're all that good in my opinion. They play. They played above their heads. You know, when you're the number one ranked team, a lot of people are gonna play above their heads just to beat you. True. True. So I mean, moving forward, um, how does that make you feel as a, a Georgia fan? You know, how do you think that's going to play out? You know, do you still have high hopes? You know, George is going to uh, win that one and win it pretty handily? Or do you uh, – I mean, do you think this is going to be a closer? Do you think Florida can, can beat us? What do you think? Um, I, I'm going to tell you this. We can go on to get into Georgia a little bit right now. But I feel like Georgia, in my opinion, I feel like Georgia has finally – they have that team to me. You know, most of the time when you play in a lower-level team – you have to play them like they're lower level. Like with Alabama, what makes Alabama so great is when they play a bad team, they make sure they're a bad team. It's not a close game. It's mm-hmm. 45 to seven. Yeah. It's 50 uh, something to three. You know, they make sure that they don't have a chance. They beat the team that they're supposed to beat. And what I saw from Georgia this past week, not saying Georgia don't always beat the team, because they do. Majority of the time they do, but it's the way that they beat them. Georgia beat South Carolina how they're supposed to have beaten them. Should have been close from the beginning, as it wouldn't. Dominating from start to finish, you know, mm-hmm. minimal miscues. Like that's what I want to see out of Georgia, and that's what you see. We saw that last week against UAB. We saw that this week against uh, uh, South Carolina. So now, when the season gets going, I feel like when they play Florida, Florida and Georgia are always going to be a close game. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like I can see Georgia winning that game by fourteen points, at least seventeen points. I can see that. Because I feel like Georgia now will start playing up to the level that they're supposed to be. I yeah. feel that way. I, I feel that. And I'll, I'll say this, too. And it's already out by now. You know, we're recording this here on Monday, September 20th, um, you know, at 6.05 p.m. But yesterday I was reading up on my message board. You know how I do. I keep up with the inside stuff if I can. Uh, <laughs> man, got some really good news yesterday. George Pickens. It's looking like he's actually going to end up playing and playing sooner rather than later. I thought he was going to mail it in this year, not play at all, rest up, get healthy, and then go to NFL. It looks like he's going to be playing this year, man. So um, if that happens to be true. October is not long. Yeah, it's it's looking pretty good, man. I'm, I'm thinking he uh, I'm thinking he ends up playing, and he, he ends up playing well. He's going to be a big factor for this team. And I, like you said, I feel like we have all the pieces just about – our DBs, I still kind of, uh, I don't know, like you know, Amir Speed and Ringo, they were kind of giving up some, uh, some, some plays, but um, you know, getting Tyke Smith back, getting uh, Darnell Washington, you know, back in the mix, I think that's going to play, you know, a huge role there. Um, but I liked what I saw from the offense. JT looked really good. He was throwing the ball really well. Um, we just look good like a team, man. I really like the team we got. 
Um, and I'm, I'm with you, man. I feel very confident in them. I, I could see them doing the same. This doesn't give me like stupid, crazy confidence in Florida as much as I, I, I want to give them credit, though, for how they did play Bama. They did play Bama good. Um, and but, but I still think we'll take care of business. I, I'm still that same. You know how I said before the season, I just don't think Florida's going to be all that great. Um, I just really don't think that they're the real deal. I think they showed up for this game. Um, I don't see – I don't see, you know, anything big happening from them this year. And one more note on the Alabama game. Uh, Bryce Young, he looks kind of scared to run the ball. I think that's going to end up hurting them later on. He, did you see that one play near the near the end zone where he could have easily probably walked in the end zone? But he yeah, yeah, I, do, I do remember that play. He, yeah. he hasn't been scrambling a lot. He hasn't been scrambling a lot. He don't run much. I'm going to tell you one thing now. He looks poised in the pocket. He does look poised he does look in, the in the pocket. But – I will say when the pressure gets going, which yeah. we've already uh, exploited that with one quarterback until they had to bring in a backup. Uh, but when you, know, you get pressure on, on some of those quarterbacks, man, they don't play the same, man. And I feel like if any team that can get pressure on somebody, especially the way that that, that Jordan defense been playing lately, man. Really? Dude, I'm telling you something, man. Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. Now, I remember at the beginning of the season, a lot of people were talking about uh, – Georgia schedule, how easy it was. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, it's not necessarily too easy. I mean, Arkansas is looking good. Now, yeah. as I was talking a little bit before, Arkansas still got to play Texas A&M uh, next True. week. That's going to be a big game for either side. Uh, Arkansas is doing really well. Texas A&M is doing really well. Um, Georgia got to play Arkansas. Then Georgia got to play Florida. And then Georgia got to play Auburn. So Yeah, Auburn so, was uh, a big game with Penn State this week, too. So they're not too yes. bad. They're not a bad team. I mean, yeah, Penn State ranked number tenth in the country, so and Penn State's gonna rise up because of that. But uh, yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like Georgia is uh, right there, man. It, it, these, these this next four weeks is about to be the stretch where you see, you know, it's the stretch where you're going to see. All right, is this team the real deal? You know, mm-hmm. and I don't think Georgia's necessarily afford that taking losses in my opinion. Not now, mm-hmm. not not at this point. No, they, they can't afford. Mm-hmm. I don't think. They just can't. So, yeah, true. you're right. You're right. Um, any games you wanted to cover? Any any other games you really wanted to kind of hit on that um, you really took notice of? Let me see here. I'm looking at. Well, go ahead. what I'm going to do? Oh, go ahead. I'll, 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 I was I was about to do a little shout out. You got to go. Oh, yeah. You need to shout them out. You need to shout them out. I played for UTC. Yes, dude. Dude, the Mocs, they play a phenomenal game against Kentucky, bro. I mean, oh, my goodness, man. The game that they played, bro, from start to finish, I thought for a fact, I I really thought UTC was going to get the dub. I really did. I thought UTC was going to get the win, and uh, they played really good, man. It was some miscues here and there. But to be in the game from all the way, uh, Liam Ford, who was the running back, he was there when I was there as well. He had more. He has had more rushing yards than the entire Kentucky team himself mm-hmm. by himself in that game. He, they played phenomenal going into that game. The number one ranked uh, rushing offense in the SEC was Kentucky, and wow. UTC shut them down to like 77, 78 yards. So. It was it was an incredible performance all the way around. Uh, some great players got some picks like Kamara Smith and uh, Brandon Dodell. 
Uh, I, I mean, those, those guys played, man. It was mm-hmm. a really good game. It was back and forth. It was a really good game. And for a minute, I mean, UTC took the lead in the fourth. He was like, man, this is about to be one of those FCS upsets, man. For real. Kentucky found a way to get it through. Um, but, uh, you know, UTC played up the part, man. You know, they, they they might be one and two, but both that one and two is all out-of-conference games. And uh, they, now they're about to get ready to play their conference conference game. So I feel like they're going to come up to up the par. And uh, I feel like they're going to win the SoCon this year anyway. Um, but Kentucky, man. Kentucky. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Not be in trouble in November. Yeah. You know about that. For real. You're going to be in some trouble in November. They're going to be in some trouble. I can all they might be what are they undefeated? Are the is Kentucky undefeated? I think yeah, they yeah, they're still undefeated. They're like three and zero. Mm-hmm. They probably lose Tennessee or somebody. They might end up doing that. I wouldn't put it past them, honestly. Um, let me see here. So the one game I was watching for a hot little minute was uh, Cincinnati going into Indiana. Uh, this was you know we've talked about this with Kobe Reed, Kobe. A uh, good friend of the show, he's brought up, um, you know, this year how uh, Cincinnati actually has a pretty good schedule. They play Indiana, they play UCF, they play, you know, their they're normal, you know, if they win out their conference, you know, that's a pretty good thing uh, for Cincinnati. Um, they started off pretty shaky. This game started off looking like Indiana was going to uh, really end up grinding this one out, you know, with defense and running the ball. Uh, Cincinnati was able to end up pulling out the 38-24 win, though, um, stepping up in the second half and really making the difference there. Do you still see a path that maybe Cincinnati can make it into the college football playoffs? Uh, I'm going to say yes, and here's why. Uh, even much as they say that, last year doesn't really factor too much on this upcoming season. Um, we're all human, and uh, I feel like the committee is going to do that. Uh, seeing Cincinnati, we if anybody remembers, Cincinnati did play Georgia last year in the bowl mm-hmm. game. And uh, well, Cincinnati can't compete with those teams, da 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 and what's going to be pointed back to is they beat Indiana. They competed with Georgia in a bowl game last year. It regretted Georgia than their guys. I give you that. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact of the matter still remains. If they beat a UCF and they go out through the rest of the season undefeated, Texas A&M going to lose. Somebody yeah. got to lose between Alabama and Texas A&M. Somebody got to lose uh, eventually between Alabama and Georgia. Uh Ohio State won't be that far up there. No. State and Ohio State, they still got to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma, I, I'm, yeah. I'm just going to tell you now. Every week, Oklahoma is waiting to lose. <laughs> they're, 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 they're this close. close. Yeah, I'm about to say, I was right there with they're this <laughs> close to freaking losing. And we did the same thing at the same time. They they really are, man. They're barely in this thing. They're barely in it, man. I see Oklahoma doing it. They're probably got Oregon. Oregon's gonna be right there. Mm-hmm. Um, they still sleep on Stanford. They always struggle with Stanford every year. Don't sleep on them. Uh, and then Clemson. You know, whatever, whatever Clemson really tries to garner up, but mm-hmm. I don't think Clemson that good. So Cincinnati got a chance, man. Cincinnati got a chance. Yeah. So right now. 
as the standings, you know, are, are laid out right here, you got Alabama one, Georgia two, Oregon three, Oklahoma four, Iowa five. They're they're kind of a sneaky team right now. Penn State six, A and M seven, uh, Cincinnati eight, Clemson nine, and Ohio State. 10 a lot of shaky teams this year somebody put out a tweet they were like man this would be the best year in college football if alabama just didn't exist because all these big teams are actually having struggles uh but it's just like you know before you know this weekend alabama was just going off they were just doing their thing um it looked like they were just going to run the table this year and i was one of those people that was very much in that mix i still i still feel like somehow some way they're going to win in it you know i don't know that's just me but um do you have anybody in that top ten that you think would be a surprise um, contender for the title this year? Surprise contender for the title. Wow. this? Mm. Probably not my actual pick, but I can make a run. The reason why I say Oregon is because with Oregon, they can at least win throughout the Pac-12. And as they're going throughout the Pac-12, they can – I mean, they beat a UCLA. Then they beat like a California or a USC or whoever the heck they play. They beat some of those Pac-12 teams going undefeated. I can see them getting in, and they got a really good defense. And I think their defense can at least stand a chance. Um, so, I right now is still trying to wonder whether or not that Oregon – is still that true team. You still ask yourself that question. We thought they coming out on top against Ohio State, but it just proves that Ohio State's not that good. Mm. Um, so it, it makes you wonder. But the reason why I say Penn State, man, it be over. Penn State still got to play Michigan. Penn State then got to play Michigan State. Penn State still got to play Ohio State. Then they got to play probably Wisconsin on the other side. Well, heck, they already beat Wisconsin. They're probably mm-hmm. going to play them again, you know? And I feel like, guess what? They probably going to beat them again. So, I, hey, look, I like Penn State. Penn State looking good. That's going to be a tough team for some teams to beat. I feel like, obviously, we all know Alabama, Georgia. Yeah. I like beat both of those teams. But I do feel like uh, – I do feel like those two teams, Oregon and uh, Penn State, are amongst some of the some of the sneakers, the little sneaker mm-hmm. teams. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm, I'm with you on the Oregon – not so much the Penn State one. I don't know. Penn State, you know how I feel about Penn State. My 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 whole personality on that one, it doesn't change. But uh, to me, it's Oregon and you're going to call me crazy, Iowa. I don't know. For some reason, I'm kind of like an Iowa right now. Um, but the, I, I do like the Oregon pick a lot. They've been doing really good. It looks like they're going to be able to win the really? pick the way things are laying out right now. Um, so they're going to have a case just in that alone. If they can just win the games they need to win, finish this season out strong, then you could see them making a push for the college football playoff. Um, and then ultimately, you know, maybe pulling some uh, some wins out in that to maybe end up being the one that raises the trophy. So um, I'm right there with you on that. Let's yes, go. sir. So now, so now after looking at, you know, your two teams and my two teams, I, I, I sit here and also think about, how Clemson is what? What Clemson is ranked at six or seven? Um, you said they're they're at nine, I believe. Nine, okay. Yeah. So Clemson is still in the mix, but I feel like they're going to fall off, man. I, I think Clemson's going to fall off. Um, I, yeah. I, I don't think they're all that good, man. I don't think Clemson's all that good. Mm-mm. So, but uh, you know, we talk about Alabama, and now you got you know 
Alabama looked a little bit human, but another team that looked slightly human this week was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Super Bowl champs. Oh, look at that. Uh, They were also, you know, defending champions coming into this game and, uh, you know, playing against the Atlanta Falcons. At first, I mean, I was watching the game at first. I was like, this is about to be an absolute (laughs) beatdown. But Tom Brady, man, I mean, what he can we say? We, we, we preach the same thing every week. He helped me win my fantasy. He was big for my fantasy. None of my receivers helped me out that much. You know, Tyree, Tyree Hill didn't do nothing barely. Yeah. Um, basically, all the stars for the receivers barely did anything. But yeah. having Brady and having a good kicker and having a good Rams defense, that helped save me. So I went like 90 to uh, like 81, something like mm-hmm. that. So it was good to have that. But, um, Man, but overall, man, you know, Tampa Bay looked good. They, when it was time to play in the clutch, they played. Um, but right now, I feel like uh, Atlanta just need to throw the whole team in the trash. For real. Find a quarterback, find a different coach. Just, just find everything. I know they got a new coach on. I just, just throw the whole team in the trash. Tampa Bay feels good, though, man. Uh, next week is going to be a real test for them. Uh, they play the Los Angeles Rams. That's going to be a really good game. Oh, yes. Uh so, uh, potential NFC championship game as well. So, what about you? One. Yeah, I like Tampa Bay a lot as well. Um, I, you know, I thought they were going to just really dominate this one, and they didn't end up covering the spread. Um, you know, Tom Brady, like you said, man, the dude just went absolutely bonkers. He – him and then the defense. They ended up killing me in my, my big fantasy league and actually – um, ended up hurting me in, in our fantasy league too. You know, I, the the defense was able to get two pick sixes. The same guy, uh, what'd you say his name was, or what what was the guy's name? Uh, it was Edwards, right? What's the last name? Edwards, Mike Edwards, something like that. It was something along those lines. But yeah. uh, he he ended up having a good good day. Um, this was like a total switch up from the last game. Antonio Brown was like non-existent. Mike Evans actually had a good game. Godwin had him a good yeah, game. Yeah, Mike Evans was. Gronk, but, too. hey, people are actually out there talking about Gronk. Some people were actually trying to debate whether to start George Kittle or Gronkowski. And I Crazy. said, man, you know, when you look at the matchup, you would have thought George Kittle would do better against the Eagles than, you know, Gronk against the Falcons. But Gronk, mm-hmm. man, Gronk, look, I, you know what? And I, and I didn't actually take into consideration to think about this, but Gronk, you know, taking a year off, taking those year off, and then coming back, he, he played a full season with Brady. Obviously, he already has connections with Brady, the chemistry. Mm-hmm. But he played a full season. Now, after the full season, now he has a whole – he's back into the groove, you know. Yeah. He went through an off-season training and went through a preseason. So, he's back in the groove that he was in New England. Why wouldn't he be just as good as he was in New England? For That's really? a good point. Why wouldn't he be? You have to think about that. Why wouldn't he be? He was already that good at that time. He probably didn't have much weight. Now it looks like he don't got a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. Look like he's moving. He's moving like an old Gronk for real. For real, he looks good. I don't. I really don't see. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I really don't see. <laughs> I don't see many guys beating him before. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, another guy that ended up killing me in fantasy was Tyler Lockett. So I'll, I'll go on that game. Ooh, the Titans and Seahawks. There were a lot of good games yesterday. Um, win to overtime. Titans ended up pulling out the win. 
it looked like Derrick Henry was going to have a bad game. He had a bad first half. And my big league, you know, Cole Vickers, he went and put him up on the trade block like that halftime to motivate Derrick Henry. And uh, theoretically, it ended up working. Derrick Henry went the flip off. Um, and like I said, Tyler Lockett was just murdering me in fantasy with all these like, I, I don't even know. When I would watch the highlights, dude, I'm just like, how did that even happen? Like, like I don't know. The DBs were just yes. basically giving up, just doing stupid stuff. Nobody even near him. Or if somebody was near him, they just wouldn't make a tackle. And uh, he would just get a free touchdown. So it was just really aggravating from my point of view um, with that. The Titans ended up pulling out a much-needed win after starting off 0-1. Um, good game, though. Really good game. Were you able to catch any of it? Yes, I was able to catch the entire second half. And, man, you would have thought that at one point um, – Seahawks going to take away a run with it. And, you know, the way – I mean, it's not – that's a hard place to go down there and win, man. It's hard to go down there in Seattle and win. Mm-hmm. That's one thing about the Titans, man. They are so resilient. They constantly um, – they constantly, like, over and over and over again, always getting these tough games. But find a way to come out. Ryan Tannehill, man, give him his props, man. He drive them boys down the field with the game on the line, got it in the end zone. I mean, ain't gonna lie, Derry Henry touched the ball nearly every single play. Right. Ryan Tannehill threw him a few times, but Derry Henry, man, when it's time to play, he comes and play, man. And uh, I, <coughs> I just feel like right now, Derry Henry is still the best running back in the, in the entire league. Uh, that performance against Seattle uh, proved it even even more. Uh, McCaffrey's been making a good case. I think McCaffrey's been making a good case, too, dude. He's been looking real good so far. Hey, I'm going to say something about them Panthers as well. We got to speak on them boys as well. Speak on them. Oh, yeah, we definitely got to speak on them. But also, I'm going to say, A.J. Brown, you got to do better because you hurt my fantasy. I had a lot of depending on you. Uh, Even though we won, I'm still getting all my corrections. I'm mad at A.J. Brown. I'm mad at Antonio Brown. I'm mad at freaking – Little Fournette played pretty good for me yesterday. That was solid. That's but good. I'm mad at a lot of those receivers, man. And they pissed me off because they did not play up the freaking par. But guess what? We got a whole 17 more weeks to go. So we going to be all right. All right. Uh, I also want to say this as well. Uh, talking about – already speaking on it, but the Panthers, man. Those Panthers, dude, you saw it. You saw it off the back. You saw when, you know, the Panthers beat the Jets week one. You know, Sam Darnold being his old team. But now the Panthers are looking really nice after what they did to the Saints, the hot Saints. Uh, everybody was talking about, you know, James Winston, five touchdowns against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but he can do jack. <coughs> and I mean jack against the Carolina uh, Panthers, man. And Crazy. Sam Darnold, he's starting to uh, play up the par. I told people, I said it in the beginning of the season, I said the Panthers is one of those teams you don't want to sleep on. I kept saying it. I kept saying, watch out for those Panthers, man. Watch out for those Panthers. Uh, I felt like they were going to be solid. Even though I had them last, because I still feel like the NFC South is one of the toughest divisions. Uh, now I know the Falcons are going to be last. The Falcons suck, dude. I just, they just suck. So, yeah. the Panthers are one of those type of teams, man. You better be mindful for it. They're going to come up there and they're going to they get you, man. They're going to get you. So, I like the Panthers. I like what Sam Darnold been doing, and I like a lot of the things they've been doing all the all the way around. And Christian McCaffrey, he's just been playing. All, he's been I, he's been a beast. He was. Yeah. It was funny, you know, talking fantasy last week. He was number one in a lot of <coughs> formats. He was the number one running back in fantasy, 
and he didn't even score a touchdown. It's, this, it's just the amount of work he's been getting both on the ground and through the air um, that's been giving him that ridiculous, you know, point total. So I'm just telling you, like, McCaffrey, he's just an all-around stud. That's the thing that I've always knocked Henry for is that the receiving hasn't always been there. McCaffrey's just a, such a good all-around guy, and um, that's the only reason I kind of have him in the conversation. I think Henry's definitely in it too. Um, it's hard for me to say who's the best. I, I think it's definitely between those two um, for, for sure at the moment. Uh, let me see here. Another game I was keeping up with was Vikings and Cardinals. That one ended up coming down to the wire. Vikings uh, losing it by one. Uh, Cardinals, man, I had a parlay going on. I had uh, the Broncos to win by six or, or to cover six points. I had the Patriots to cover six points. So both of them hit. My third team I needed to hit was the Cardinals just to beat the freaking Vikings at home after the Vikings sucked last week and after the Cardinals just went ham. Just needed them to win by at least four, just at least four points. And they and they ended up they just winning by one. So I ended up losing that on that. But uh, the Cardinals look really good, man. They um, – it was really good for them that the Seahawks lost because now, you know, we talk about that division. It's really key to get wins in that division because every freaking team is good, you know, out of the 49ers, yes. the Cardinals, the Rams, and, and them. So, um, I mean, it, it was a big win for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, dude, he is looking like an absolute stud. He's definitely in the MVP uh, race right now. He is looking really good. They got weapons like everywhere. Uh, Rondell Moore's looking really good. AJ Green actually looked good. DeAndre Hopkins, you know, he's going to be good. So um, that's a scary team to look at. And then um, the Vikings, I was actually shocked they kept that one close because Dalvin Cook kept getting hurt the whole game. Uh, somehow they kept it close, though. Tyler or Kyler Murray actually ended up gifting them a pick six. But um, they're, they're a fun team to watch right now. I said that's one you got to definitely look out for, the Cardinals for sure. Yeah. Cardinals is a big-time team to watch out for, man. I talked about it yesterday. Uh, we saw a great a great display of their weapons, man. Yes. You got to remember, you know, they got James Conner. I mean, defensive end, they got J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. Receiving end, they got Rondell Moore, Christian Kurt, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, bro, I mean, these boys are um, – A.J. Green. I mean, my goodness, bro. Like, they have a solid receiver. That's the reason why I, it was hard for me to uh, necessarily say uh, Cardinals to be the last team. You know, even though we all knew it was going to be hard from the beginning, but it was hard for me to pick the Cardinals to be the last, the worst team. The Rams look good. They're undefeated. The uh, 49ers, they're undefeated. The Carters right now are undefeated. The Seahawks are one and one. It's not like the Seahawks just lost to a bad team. They lost to the Titans, you know, who made the playoffs the last two years. Who's a really, really good team in the AFC. So right now, man, I can't I can't sit here and say whether or not who does what. But bro, ah oh, man, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. It's looking good, man. This, 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 uh, NFC West is the best division, no question. No kidding. Well, T Torres, you got to tell us a little bit about. It's got to get a little sad here, man. We got to, we got to, we got to get. You got to get a little sad here. You got to tell us a little bit about what happened to your team this week. Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let Ooh. me go ahead and explain to you. They have no ounce of offense worth three cents. I feel like Clifton Ridge offense can go in there and run more than what the Steelers have been doing. Oh, Torres, um, do them like that. Don't do no, them. Like our that. offense absolutely suck. We need an offensive line that is worth something. I feel like our offensive line is so freaking bad, bro. People want to get on Najee, 
But I, I he, Najee played really good yesterday. He really did. He played he really good. Really good catch for a touchdown. He did. He caught a touchdown. He was run, running really well. But for one, I hated some of the play calls. And two, big man. Hey, big man. You're a little too old, big man. I love you. I love Big Ben. He's about one of my favorite quarterbacks there ever was. But it's about time, big man, because uh yeah. you don't look that good no more. He can still he can still throw the deep ball. He can still throw the deep ball. He can still make passes here and there. But in all honesty, man, he's not Big Ben anymore, bro. He's not Big Ben, bro. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't keep watching him, man. It's yeah. That was sad to watch, man. It's sad to sit there and watch them constantly lose like that. And I'm like, oh, Pittsburgh. But granted, we're not going to sit here and make it seem like we just lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We lost to the Oakland Raiders, who's not been a bad team. They've been good. They beat the Baltimore Ravens. Oddly good. Yes, oddly good. They beat the Baltimore Ravens. Y'all remember, they got Max Crosby. And a lot of people thought Crosby should have won the the rookie defensive player of the year that year. So – He's really solid. They got a really good defense. They had a lot of veteran def- defensive players that I did not know was on Oakland. Um, uh, Vegas. Las Vegas, you mean? Free. Las <laughs> Vegas. Forget all of them. But, uh, yes, Las Vegas. But they beat Baltimore last week, and then they come into Pittsburgh and beat us. I mean, hey. That's back-to-back big wins. So, this is big for him, man. This is a big – hey, I think – and they're actually right now they're leading the division. I think they're the number one team in the division, so. For real. Yeah, I – um, how does it feel like with the injury situation right now in Pittsburgh? I know I know Watt was uh, kind of dealing with a groin injury. And then at the very the very last play of the game, Torres, Deontay Johnson, it looked it, – it didn't look the best. I haven't heard any reports on it. But yeah. it, it was a knee injury – how how do you feel with those two kind of dealing with their things right now? Uh, it was really shown big time that we missed a lot on the interior. We didn't have Stefan to it. Hayward had got hurt. JJ Watt got hurt. Joe Hayden went. I mean, not JJ Watt. TJ White got hurt. Joe mm-hmm. Hayden's out. Uh, it, it hurt us, man. I we we have to have our defense. If our defense isn't healthy, we'll worth this team, in my opinion, because our defense is the strong point of our team. The most consistent player is our kicker, but after that is our defense, mm-hmm. and we need uh, we need that. We we gotta have something to at least depend on, to at least keep our offense in these games. If we don't have our defense there, man, then we're gonna be in trouble. Yeah. Well, uh, any other games you wanted to break down? Uh, it's been a while since we've done some UFC stuff. Oh yes, and also I want to say if anybody watched that Sunday night uh spectacular, oh, yes. man. The Ravens and Chiefs was an incredible game, back and forth. Uh, like they say, it's very rare when you see two powerhouse teams with their top-tier star-studded quarterbacks go at it, and they all look good. And that's one thing about mm-hmm. it. Like both the Ravens and Patrick Mahomes uh, with Patrick Mahomes with uh, the Chiefs and Lamar Jackson with the Ravens, they both look phenomenal. Lamar Jackson finally got the monkey off his back, as he said in the press conference. Uh, he he finally beat Patrick Mahomes and. I mean, man, what a game to beat them in. I mean, they had to come back, drive down the field, and I was uh, slightly happy. I actually wanted the Chiefs to win because I don't like the Ravens at all. They're, they're rivals. But yeah. what the, what I did like is when Edwards Hilaire was about to – was running the ball, uh-huh. fumble. 
He was on my opponent's fantasy team. He kind of sucked. So, uh, Alaire kind of sucked. He ain't that good of a running back. He had 45 yards yesterday, I think, for like seven on seven of the carries or something like that. I don't know. He so just what, for a running back on the Chiefs. I don't know. I just I think everybody expected more. You know, like I don't know. I just felt like everybody expected more from that guy. He's a first round pick. He on this great star studded offense. I don't know. I just thought that you know we'd at least be seeing some hundred yard games every now and then or something like that. Just is he a rookie or no? This is, this is just his second year, but he just hasn't really done much up to this point, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. I, well, you also got to throw in the fact that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, their offense, they throw more than they run. True. It's, it's not even close. So, it's about 70-30 on pass run. So, yeah, uh, you probably ain't going to see a lot of those running back. You don't – you go to really to play to just get a few yards here and there and to get a few goal line touchdowns, but mm-hmm. you're more of an out, out of the backfield catching back for the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you uh, do you want to get into any of this UFC action this weekend? Yes, it's UFC 266. We have a lot of big-time matchups, and, man, am I excited. Boy, we have a lot of big-time fights, and this is going to stir up some things in a lot of different rankings. And we got two title fights, so that's even better. And we got some two old legends going at it, throwing down. Uh, this is going to be a really good card, man. So we can start it on and off, man. What's the first fight? Uh, first guy fighting the main card. It looks like Jessica Andrade versus Cynthia Calvillo. Calvillo, I meant. There you go. Okay, so Cynthia Calvillo. Okay, so uh, that's going to be a really interesting fight, man. That's going to be a really good fight. Uh, you got to remember Jessica uh, – what's her name? Jessica I, you said? Jessica uh, – yeah, yeah. I think she fought Calvillo at um, – is that what you were going to say? Uh no no no, no. Who, who, who who is she going against? Oh Jessica Andrade. Jessica Andrade, yes that's right. So oh that's gonna be yeah a, yeah well, that's gonna be a really interesting fight. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a really interesting fight. Uh, uh Cynthia's last win was against uh it was against Jessica I but uh she did just lose to Caitlin Shachugan. Ch- so this is gonna be really interesting. Anybody know Jessica Andrade? She's a really tough one. She's a former world champion. And I I just – the women's division isn't as stacked. There's not many real contenders. Uh, give me Jessica Andrade in this one. She also KO'd Caitlin Chichugan, who also just beat Cynthia. So give me Jessica Andrade in this one. That's where I'm kind of leaning to. Um, I mean, you've got – Jessica Andrade has won two of her last five. And then on the other side, Calvillo, uh, she lost her last one to Chukagan. But before that, you know, she had three wins in four matches with um, a – let's see. And then there was one a decision. But um, I, I don't know, man. It just looks like Andrade, the last time I watched her, she just did really – I don't know, man. Like you said, she's really tough. Um, I don't see that changing. I see her going off. I think she, you know, she, her her resume of people that she's fought too is something to kind of behold as well. Um, you know, she she beat you, Kagan, you know, the last time she fought her. She's uh, fought Rose Nama Yunus twice in the last five fights, won one and, you know, lost the other. Uh, Zhang Wei Li, you know, and then Valentina Shevchenko. You know, that that's just a that's – a, that's a good list right there. If you're in that list, you know, you're – 
you're you're facing some tough fighters. So um, I think Andrade's going to bring that experience to the table. I think she pulls out the dub here. Yeah, bet. Me too. So let's see. Next fight that leads us to Curtis the Razor Razor Blade Blades versus uh, Jarzinho Rosenstrike. Uh, Blades coming in as the favorite here. I, I'll kick us off on this one. Um, so I guess the last time, you know, we really talked about Curtis Blades, um, you know, he was going against Derek Lewis. We were all kind of in the same understanding that we thought that, uh, you know, that, that Blades would win that. You know, I, I'm pretty sure I think we both wanted Lewis to kind of win it just for the kicks and giggles or whatever, you know, but. Uh, if I can remember correctly, but, uh, Blades, we thought for the most part, it, it seemed like he was going to be a foregone conclusion to win that one out. And uh, as you remember, Derek Lewis pulled out that just huge uppercut and um, sent that one out. So I think Blades is wanting Send to bounce back. Yeah, I think he's wanting to bounce back. Um, and I think he's going to bounce back big against Jarzinho Rosenstrike, and he'll win this one out. Yeah, um, I think Curtis Blaze is going to do everything he can to make sure he secured his victory. And, you know, Curtis Blaze is known for his wrestling. And I, I was I was shocked when I saw Rosenstrike knock out uh, Sakai. And I did not think he was going to knock out Sakai. So mm-hmm. this is going to be a big-time fight. I feel like uh, Curtis Blaze is going to utilize his wrestling. He's going to take Rosenstrike down. Rosenstrike don't have really good takedown defense anyway. Uh, he's just gonna take him down to beat him up. Uh, it might go to decision, but you, you could say you think this is gonna be an all heavy war like that, but it's not. Uh, Blaze probably gonna take him down and beat him up. And if he, if that don't happen, if, that means Rogan Strike gonna knock him out. If Rogan Strike can keep him on the feet, give me Rogan Strike. But I'm taking Curtis Blades to win. I think he's gonna get it to the ground. Okay, then. All right, that'll lead, lead us to the next fight. That's Robbie Lawler versus Nick Diaz. How about you take this Woo! one? Back? Man, you got two legends going at it. They fought 17 years ago. And boy, man, what a fight that was. If anybody need y'all need to go back and watch that first fight. It was incredible. You know, now they don't have a full career. And it's funny, it's funny how the guy that lost became a world champion while Nick Diaz, he never became the world champion. He never won the UFC belt. Um, whereas, you know, Robbie Lawler, he did. So it's gonna be a really good fight, man. But this is Nick Diaz's return. Uh, Robbie Lawler has lost four in a row. He's lost to some, even though he lost to some tough guys, guys like Tyron Woodley, guys like, well, not necessarily Ben Askren, but if anybody's seen that fight, we know how all that went. Uh, he lost to Colby uh, Covington, or uh, uh, he, he, he's lost to some tough guys, man. He really has. Uh, Neil Magny. So he's, he's been in a lot of good wars. He goes the distance, but I'm not going to lie to you, man. He's a much smarter fighter than what he was when he was really young. I don't see him getting knocked out like that again by Nick Diaz. So give me Nick Diaz by decision. Mm. You know, I was I was thinking about going the same way. Um, the odds are nearly even. You know, like you're looking at you know minus one fifteen to minus one hundred five. Um, you know, in in Robbie Lawler's favor here. Um, but since you went Diaz, you know how I like to go. I like to get some separation sometimes. I feel like this could be – I feel like this could be a really close one, so I'm going to go with Lawler. I'll go – yeah, just because you went with Diaz, I'll go Lawler just to draw some separation, man. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. So that'll lead us to the title fights. We got Valentina Shevchenko going against uh, Lauren Murphy. This was probably going to be a pretty easy call, um, I would say. So I'll just take this one up. 
she's minus thirteen hundred, dude. It's it's Shevchenko. I'm gonna save all the 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 <laughs> all the all the pomp and frills for this one. It's Shevchenko. You know, it's you know they talk we talk about you know how good um, Amanda Nunez is. Um, you know, she's obviously top tier. Like she's at the the very tippy top. You know, she's she's the best of the best. But if there's anybody that's like close to being anywhere kind of near that, as far as like, okay, she's gonna win. You know, just because she's in this, it's to me, it's like Shevchenko, and especially in this matchup. I don't know. I mean, I just feel really good about Shevchenko. She's an absolute stud. She's a beast. Um, and she, I just feel like she just keeps getting better. Um, so I, I have no reason to go opposite of that. I thought this is the easiest call you can make on this card, just about. Well, lock of the night. There we go. Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, yeah. I think that's probably the easiest lock of the night. Uh, I'm sorry. You know, you talk about guys that can, you know, it's a fight. Anything can happen. One punch knockout. But uh, Valentina is a person that really, she is the whales on not making mistakes. She <laughs> don't make many. And that's the reason why she went 75 and 0 as a kickboxer. Uh, she's not losing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'd rather save my breath. The, when I'm on my dying bed talking to my kids, I ain't got time to talk about this fight at all. Uh, yes, Val- exactly. Valentina. <laughs> for real, she's gonna kill this girl. Well, that was easy. Um, so that'll lead us to the last fight. Um, the last title fight to the the main event of the evening, and that is Alexander Volkanovsky uh, going against Brian Ortega, um, who I haven't really seen a lot of. So take, take us away, Torres. Give, give me some insight on this guy a little bit. All right, then. Well, so with Brian Ortega, Brian Ortega only loss in the UFC is to one guy and that's Max Holloway. He came back Pretty good and loss. beat Korean zombie. Yeah. Really good loss. And it was by decision. Um, he came back Dang. and he beat, uh, Korean zombie and, and it beat him emphatically, man. And, uh, it got to the point, you know, he, he was next in line. I mean, with his, he only lost one fight in his entire career. He did not. He said he he took off his, from fighting for about two years because he did not know how to deal with losing. So now he's come back. He's on the tear, and I think this is a revamp, rejuvenated Brian Ortega. And to me, I don't think Alec Volkanovski is all that good, in my opinion. My God, you, you know, son of a gun. He should have never beat, for one, he should have never beat Max Holloway the second time they freaking cheated him when I felt Max Holloway dropped him twice. But Alex, Alex did beat some tough guys, man. He beat a guy like Chad Mendez. He beat a Jose Aldo. Uh, he did beat Max Holloway the first time. I give him that. But, man, I feel like Brian Ortega beats uh, Alex Volkanovsky and Max Holloway gets the rematch for the chance to get at the title. Jeez, man, here I am looking at the the odds, and I'm just like, surely Torres is going to take the favor here. Surely he's going to take Volkanovski, and I can go with Ortega. Um, because I, I was kind of leaning that way, anyways. It's it's kind of close. I mean, he's he's a slight underdog at plus one forty. Ortega, that is. Um, you know, and I was looking at his wins. I saw where, where you you know what you just highlighted the um the loss, the lone loss. Um, to Holloway, which, like I said, that's that's a that's a good loss to have if you're going to have a loss. You know, Holloway has looked you know really good here um, as of late. So um, that's definitely not a not a bad thing by any means. But um, he looks like he might be the new hotness, uh, Brian Ortega, from what you're saying. So um, this yeah. might be, be his for the taking. I kind of want to go with him here. Um, 
So I am. I'm going to go with him as well. Whatever. Screw it. Kobe. Um, I'm going to go go with Brian Ortega as well. He is the underdog here. We're going to both hand, like knock that one down. Um, I'll be rooting for him. I don't know. Let's let's go for it, man. I'll, and I'll, I'll be probably checking out some of this because Georgia plays at noon this week. So we'll have that out of the way. We'll watch some other, you know, football games, and then we can, um, you know, not watch some UFC uh, this weekend. That sounds good. Yeah, that would be big. And then also October 9th is uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. So that would be really good. Here we go. Not bad at all. Anything else you wanted to uh, hit on here before we end the show? Uh, not that I know of currently. Um, uh, right now, football is getting going. Um, You know, you got some few fights in there. But the UFC, they're going to get going. Uh, you know, November 6th is a big card. We'll get that when you get October is a big card. Since Glover Teixeira. Uh, but no, nah, man, just in fight camp. Ready for football season. Keep excited. Let's go. I hear you. All right. Well, guys, that's going to do it here from us today. Uh, thank you for listening in. You know, give us a follow over on Twitter at the TNT Podcast, on Instagram at TT underscore podcast. Uh, we appreciate all the support from you guys. And, you know, give us those retweets, those likes, those shares, those subscriptions over on Spotify and Apple Podcast, anywhere you can listen to us. Um, we're out there on any podcast platform, really. Uh, so keep showing that love. We'll keep, you know, getting this stuff out here to you guys that, you know, we're loving it, man. Today, it was good to talk some UFC for once, you know, because it, it, it feels like it's been a little while. So You're right. it was good to talk some. I'm glad you brought that up. So, um, you know, pre-show. So, you know, and like like you said, football is well underway. Um, I'm getting my heart broken and my, my main league man, 0-2 in fantasy. It looks like it's going to be unless, unless Devontae Adams – by the grace of God, can score like sixty points. It's it's not it's not happening. I'm going over <laughs> here, so um, it, it 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 hurts. It hurts, but man, it's it's going to be good. There's a lot of good sports stuff coming up, and um, we're looking forward to getting this stuff out here. So, um, with that being said, guys, uh, it was a pleasure, and we'll see you next time. Boom boom.